Welcome to Stay Paid Real Estate Marketing. Unlock the secrets of success in the real estate world where each episode delivers valuable tips and strategies to elevate your marketing game and help you succeed in both life and business. Brought to you by Reminder Media. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. And it's no secret that advertising on Facebook and Instagram can be a highly lucrative and cost-effective way to market your brand and generate leads, but getting started can be overwhelming if you don't know what all is involved. So today we're going to go over how to get started with advertising on Meta's platform so you can start reaching more people and get a steady stream of new leads for your business. Yeah, I would go as far to say as like you definitely should be advertising Definitely. on Meta's platform. People are- That's the new I, title of this should uh, episode. I do, yeah, should I do Facebook advertising, Instagram 1,000%? You're crazy percent. not to. I think you're crazy not to because of the reach you can get. Yep. Um, and this is coming from someone, we've run a, company, a marketing company for 20 years with over 100,000 clients that we've helped over the years. Our bread and butter is what we call touchpoint marketing, which is to drive referrals from your database. We have Mm -hmm. customizable magazines, postcards, email marketing, that type of idea. We got into the paid advertising space ourselves to grow our own company, and we're now offering it for clients because we believe in it so much. And we have, I think you should do both. You shouldn't get rid of your touchpoint marketing at all. You should do both. And I'm saying that because it actually will drive your leads. But I think a lot of people don't realize how much reach they can get yeah, through yeah. social. And that's the thing that people don't realize. on the leads. It's yes. the, the exposure. Yeah. The exposure is insane. Leads you can get, but the exposure is nuts. Yeah. So we're going to walk you through if you've never tried to get into Facebook ads uh, or set anything up there. We're just going to walk you through. This will be a simple one. I know we've had episodes on the best leads to run or how to follow up with leads, but we've never really just kind of gone through how do you actually get started with it. So the first thing that you need to get is you have to set up your business pages with Facebook and with Instagram in order to run ads. I know a lot of people already have business pages, uh, but you said you were talking to someone just the other day that was like, oh, I didn't realize I yeah, didn't have realize. a business page. And we sign people up for our own uh, ad services where we'll run ads for you. Uh, and they sometimes don't have business pages or realize that they need that either for, for Facebook or Instagram advertising. So make sure you get your business page set up. Other benefits of having a business page, uh, I said this on a webinar we did the other day where uh, Facebook is the fourth most searched on website That's in crazy. the world. So you've got Google, That's- YouTube, Amazon, and then Facebook, which means that your potential prospects, when they hear about your brand or they want to look you up, maybe they saw you in another location and they're looking for you, they're going to search for you on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you have your Facebook business page set up and optimized for those visitors with your contact information and get reviews and stuff from your clients and everything. Once you have your business pages set up, even if you're not planning on running your content from your business pages, you can still run your ads from business pages and you can continue to use your personal page if that's how you're kind of promoting your business. But I would encourage getting some posts up on your business page, warming up that page so that you can run ads on it. Once you're in business manager for Facebook, so business.facebook.com, 
that's whenever you'll set up your ads manager. Yes. They make it super simple to set up an ads manager. You give it a name, you put in payment information, and boom, you've got an ads manager now. Then once you're in your ads manager, you'll notice in there you've got three different tabs, uh, and you kind of think about it as these are all nested within each other. So you've got campaigns that hold your ad sets that then hold your ads. Mm -hmm. The campaigns is where you're going to set the objective of your ad. So think about this through the lens of what do you want the person who sees your ads to do when they see your ad? Uh, different options that you can have would be awareness. So this is kind of what you're talking about with the branding aspect. Yep, correct. Well, I would tell people, um, you know, the, the ads we run for people all day long, uh, real estate agents and insurance agents mainly, um, is lead-based ads. Yeah. So you still get exposure even with uh, lead-based ads, but awareness-based ads, it's, um, Facebook's going to optimize on the back end to show your ad to as many people as possible yeah. versus trying to show your ad to the people it thinks it can convert. Still based yeah. in your audience, but... And we'll talk a little bit about how you can customize that audience here in a second. But awareness, that will optimize for reach. So it's going to show people that are most likely uh, to mm -hmm. want to see your content, video views, and then, of course, your brand awareness. So video views are great for being able to retarget to. So you could actually provide like an educational video, maybe with a strong hook in the beginning on a target audience or target mm -hmm. demographic that you want to hit. And you can start that video off and then you can then retarget a lead gen advertisement to people that watched 50% of that video because now you know that they stopped long enough to watch half that Will video. Will Penny was doing this. We've interviewed him before. He was spending, I've, I've shared this before, he was doing a market update for his Ohio a portion of the market and it was like he would spend 50 bucks and boost it basically you know run this type of awareness ad to his target audience and his goal there was just to get in front of people an educational video that branded him as a subject matter expert yep. And the guy does over 200 deals a year. Yep. So that's the first of six different ways that you can, or uh, six different objectives that you can use. The second one is traffic. So this is if you're trying to optimize to get people to visit your website, uh, link clicks, you can do call only campaigns where you can have a phone, you know, a phone number there. That's the call to action to actually make a phone call. Uh, this would also be good if you're trying to boost like maybe your Instagram profile. Mm -hmm. You can optimize for people who are likely to click on your profile, maybe get more followers there on your Instagram page as well. The next one is engagement. So this is going to be optimized for reactions, comments, shares, messages. Uh, maybe not the best. This is the toughest one for me. This I haven't really be... found a great use for engagement yet, unless you're just trying to build an audience that you can also retarget to. Well, I was going to say it's for like, this would be for like brand cre credibility. Um, so I'm following this guy, Lance Bachman, really um, awesome guy. I, I don't know him personally, but he created a company called One SEO, but mm -hmm. he's running posts on, on Instagram. He's trying to build a tribe yeah. and an audience. Yeah. And he is putting money behind every one of his posts yeah. to create engagement because two things happen there. It's like, you know, when you come to somebody's page and they have a bunch of followers and they have a bunch of likes and actual engagement, you immediately respect more what they are doing in yeah. their opinion. You can't help it. It's kind of the vanity um, metrics. But it also helps them create a tribe, yeah, like of people, and so it's like a, almost like a pay to play, but it's a faster way to grow an audience um, yeah. that a lot of people do. And it speaks a lot to in general with advertising. If you're getting people commenting on your advertising, Facebook is seeing that they're kind of factoring that into the 
the relevance of that particular post. Uh, so you have an opportunity to get a lot of comments there. I also meant to mention on traffic side, that's great if you're posting like educational articles and you want to drive mm-hmm. traffic to your website, uh, your into blog. your blog, yep. you might get them into like an email newsletter funnel as well. Number four, this is the big one. This is leads. So this includes instant forms, which are the forms that pop up right there in Facebook. If you've ever filled out, you know, or, or signed up through an ad on Facebook or Instagram, it keeps you on the platform. Yep. Two good things about that. Number one, it all, most of the time it autofills, mm-hmm. you know, the information. So they don't have to think about what they're sending you. Yeah. They just <laughs> have to click submit. If a lot of people are hesitant to add their phone number, you know, to a lead form, but it's going to put that in there automatically if they had Correct. that on their profile. So that's one benefit of it. The other benefit of it is you're keeping those people on the platform, which Facebook and Instagram, they favor people and advertisers who are keeping them on the, on the platform. If you do have a landing page, or something that converts well for you. In real estate, a great example would be a competitive market analysis. If you're offering a free CMA, you can't always do that through the lead form. You could, but then you would have to send back the competitive market analysis. If you have something like a HomeBot or you're using our landing pages uh, product, uh, you can actually send them out to that landing page where they would fill that out. Facebook will then, as long as you've got the pixel on the conversion page, it will actually see that they hit that, that confirmation page. And what it'll do, Facebook will go and try and find more people that are more, that are likely to convert on your website, fill out a form online as well. So those are the different types of leads you can get. You can also do messenger leads. So this sometimes works for engagement if you're just trying to get messages. But if you've got like messaging automation set up, you can do messenger leads through this type of, of objective as well. Yeah, we tried that um, <clears throat> for our company. I mean, it was... Um, decent but we yeah. didn't we didn't keep it we we stayed with the forms yeah it's really it's usually good for um if you are trying to like maybe offer like a top of funnel you know item of value or something like that uh you could always try that and play around with i it. think it's the engagement of the bot is only as good as like one or two messages right now because i see this when we use mini chat on my instagram and stuff like you can immediately like the you can see in the followers like they immediately know i'm talking to a bot and yeah they, well they ray get, allen they, said know. that you know he's like people want the immediate response we even did a i think a, an episode where we talked about how a lot of people actually prefer speaking to a bot while they're waiting on the person to help them is that funny right so it's like as long as you're able they see to the jump bot on is and like communicate info they yeah. see the bot is info yeah, yeah well we're seeing like with our leads what is it like eight dollars a lead is what we're seeing for real estate agents right now uh generating them you know if you spend 300 bucks on you know leads you, you'll probably get well i say 300 bucks on leads 300 bucks on your ad spend on facebook you'll probably get 35 plus you know, 35 to 50 leads a month is what you would get. The other two objectives, uh, unless you're running like a small business or maybe have like an e-commerce, it might not apply to you, but app promotion would be one. And then the last one is sales, but that's for people who are actually purchasing from you Mm -hmm. online. So if you have an e-commerce store and and you're listening to this, uh, that would be something that you could use as well. And then of course, Instagram and Facebook both have that cool shop feature. We can just buy right through the app, which I have done many they're, times. They're trying to compete with <laughs> Shopify and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. All right. So you've got your business page created. You've got your ad, ad manager set up. got your payment information in. You've selected your campaign objective. The next thing that you're going to do is create your ad set. Your ad set is what will hold all of your different ads. So the pieces of creative that people will actually see. At the ad set level, which is the middle set, you're going to be setting the location. So mm-hmm. this is going to be where you actually choose 
where you want to target, you could go, could be countrywide uh, for you, could be, uh, you know, worldwide, uh, or it could be down to what a lot of our clients will do, especially in the real estate insurance financial space, mm-hmm. because they're serving a local community. They'll do like a, a radius around a point. Uh, and if you're in real estate specifically, there are special ad categories. So there's limitations. Yeah, to how, real estate got screwed a little that. bit in the... Yeah, in those uh, the Zuckerberg trials. in the Zuckerberg trials, <laughs> the yeah, exactly. That. Because uh, you can't target as much. What is it? Fifteen miles? You said fifteen, 15 mile yeah. radius is as tight as you can go. Yeah. Uh, whenever it comes to geo, and don't try and get around it because Facebook will just shut no, your ads you, down, yeah, and they will shut your account down. If they you know. Keep abusing. We yeah. get in trouble because we're marketing to real estate agents. Right, we they, and they look at still us, shut our ads down. Still shut us. Going. So every time we have to go and put that through a manual review. Uh, the next thing that you'll target on are the demographics. So this will be your age, gender, languages. Again, if you're in real estate, you're not able to target on those things. Any of those special ad categories, uh, job, uh, employment is another one that's a special ad category yeah. where you can't discriminate. And then you'll get into your detailed targeting, which are going to be the interests, occupations of people that you're targeting, and behaviors. And this is really the powerful part other Correct. than the next one that we'll talk about. But this is one of the most powerful parts is if you're in real estate and you're trying to find people who are interested in maybe purchasing or have been browsing real estate, you can target people that are looking at Zillow. Mm-hmm. You can target people that are looking at Trulia. This will start to combine them all into one list. We use like 50 different data points whenever we build these uh, audiences for our clients. And each one that we're layering in, we're just refining the list down more and more because there's like 26 million people yeah. in the Zillow interest. So you want to keep refining that down more and more to try and find not just the looky lose or the or the maybe the people that work for Zillow. You want to find the people that are looking at houses on Zillow. Yeah, I just went through a coaching call with somebody on this that they do like a health cream. It's almost like a medicine in a way, but it's not quite uh, prescription medicine. So you know, kind of this health stuff. And I was walking them through. I said, look, when you're when you're doing your audience, like. I don't know your audience. You know your yeah. your clients. You, yeah. How many clients have you had? Oh, thousands. Okay, who are they? Yeah, like what? And, and she's like, "Well, what do you mean? Well, how old are they? Okay, where? Like, are they male or female? And those are some basics. And then you get into what are they into? Mm-hmm. So, like for her, what we could find is like, you know, oh, if you're into beauty products, yeah there's a chance you probably would buy, you care about the way you look, so you probably buy this cream. You know, type of, so there's like synergistic things that because you bought this, you probably will be interested in yeah, this. Yeah. And that's really the power is like going through and, and writing out the persona of your ideal client, which will help you in your selling scripts too. But that will help you then go, okay, well, what are the likes and interests of these people? Yeah. Who are they? And then go find those likes and interests on Facebook. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> then the next thing, oh, sorry, last part with your target audience. Uh, and really one of the most powerful things is you can actually upload a list. You can upload a custom yeah, list. A it's called custom audiences of all of your clients or of your ideal clients. Um, And then what you can do to to Facebook is you can tell it, go find people like my ideal clients. And Facebook creates what's called a lookalike audience. So it'll take all of the attributes and everything that it knows about those people that it was able to match on your list and go find other people that look like those people. And then it'll layer in those additional things. I just had a crazy idea. I don't know if we've tried this. Yeah. Are likely to move algorithm we have yeah running ads targeting those people yes yeah how did it go we have um it's part it's um i don't know i have to find yeah well follow up on that because i did that for steven yeah but i don't remember 
I don't know if we did it the way I'm thinking about doing it, but we should talk about that. So anybody who uses our product, we're, we're going to test that for you. Yeah. Because that would be, here we have, we can look at a zip code and go, hey, these addresses are the most likely yep. to list their home. Let's run ads in this. The now, only problem with radius, that right? is um, those are going to be, so just to kind of differentiate, you've got your lookalike audience, which is you upload a custom list, Facebook matches them and tries to find people that look like them. Yeah. In when you are doing a specific custom audience and you're telling Facebook, I want you to go put this advertisement in front of these people. Yes. It does get a lot more expensive. So yeah. that's what it just be. It, that's what I'm saying. It'd be on. interesting to create custom lists for real estate agents based upon likely to move audiences. Yes. Yeah and see the the cost uh, yeah. per lead on that. Yep. Yeah. Other things that you can do, uh, you can, and this is really good for branding. You can retarget your followers, people that already mm -hmm. follow you. You can retarget people that engage with your posts on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, so any activity that's taken like on Facebook, you can, you can make sure that they're consistently seeing your brand. And then the other thing is you can exclude audiences. So if you do have a huge client list, you can actually upload a custom list. Facebook will match all those people and then you can exclude those yeah. as well. If their email, the way it matches is if their email and stuff like that is actually the it's a combination of their First name, last name, any email that you have for them, phone any number. phone number that yeah. you have for them, and then their zip code, I believe, is okay. what it goes down to from an address. It doesn't go all the way down to an address. It goes down to zip code. Nice. All right. Then after that, the most important thing that you're going to set up is actually creating your ad. The important thing to remember here is whenever you are uh, advertising on Facebook or any of these, you know, Instagram or TikTok or any of these sort of platforms where people are scrolling through a feed, you are doing what's called interruption marketing versus intent marketing. You kind of want to explain that? Well, yeah, it's um, essentially when you come to Facebook, you're not coming with an intent to uh, talk to a real estate agent or find out about a product. Normally, when you come to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, you're, you're coming to be entertained, look into what your social network is doing. So your focus is not intentionally on a product or a service or a need. Your focus is on something completely different. So that means the ad has to be powerful enough to interrupt what I came here for to stop me, to get me to pay attention. Whereas Google would be an intent-based platform. People go to Google, they search for something specifically, and things pop up based upon what you search about. So Google is going to be more expensive if you advertise on Google through pay-per-click and stuff like that. Facebook, you're going to get more leads, but they might not be as high as intent because you interrupted them. So they could be top of funnel, middle of funnel type buyers. Yeah. Um, and this means that your copy has really got to stand out and your imagery has got to stand out. So I'll tell you a secret hack that we do for real estate agents on our platform, you guys can steal this, is we run an ad that um, basically gives people access to an exclusive list of homes. But the image we use is we use AI imagery mm -hmm. for the homes. So we'll go, you know, create a home in Lynchburg, Virginia, you know, two bedroom, like that type of idea. And we'll get, what what who are, what are we using right now? The We use mid-journey. Mid-journey. Yeah. So it will create an image of that home. It's not always perfect, right? So we can't always use you them. You got to tweak it. You got to tweak bit. it a little bit. But here's <laughs> the thing. Sometimes the window goes on sideways. And <laughs> we have found the, the AI homes just look a little different. They sit in that uncanny valley sort of realm where yeah. you got to take a second look. <laughs> Correct. And so it interrupts the thought pattern. Yeah. And people are like, it immediately stands out in the scroll, which mm -hmm. gets people to pay attention, which they read the copy and anybody who's interested in receiving a list of exclusive homes in the $500,000 price range or whatever the ad says, they actually respond. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, 
that's an example of using something creative and imagery that stands out that interrupts the pattern to get people to pay attention. Yeah. So make sure that your imagery is uh, striking, whether you're doing video or you're doing images, still images, and then your copy, that's what's going to stop people. Then your copy is what actually going to bring I them think into bar just released their image to our text image. Nice. Um, I just saw an update on Instagram from Jason Pantana um, saying uh, Bard has a bunch. I don't know if it came out yet or is about to come out a, a bunch of new releases, which Bard is Google's AI. Yeah. And now you can go um, text to image right now, uh, right through Bard. Yeah. Which is ChatGPT has that built in with, um, but they use uh, with their Dolly. App. Dolly. They, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Great yep. to, to pro. And then after you get all of that done, the only thing you have to do now is watch those leads pour in, make sure that you're following up with them and you can track your results right there in Facebook ads manager. Things you want to keep an eye on is your cost per lead. Obviously you want to look at your cost per impressions. Uh, you want to look at how many people you're reaching. And then the other piece that you would want to keep an eye on is your frequency. So if you're starting to find yourself showing up in front of people too often, you know, if you're pulling down you know, in the last 30 days, you've been in front of people 11, 12, 15 times, you might need to tweak your audience, try a different approach or swap out your creative. All right, there you go. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if this sounded interesting to you, it sounds like something you want to try. Maybe you haven't tried it yet, uh, but you're like, that was way too confusing. I don't want to have to listen to that again or do what you just said. You can uh, hire us to do it. So remindermedia.com slash staypaidfollowup. Uh, we can set up a consultation call, see if you've ever tried Facebook ads before, yep. kind of go over what your results were, what your expectations are, what you're looking for in a, in a program like this. We have lots of different options for advertising, whether that's generating leads for you or it's part of your branding or it's helping you post on social media automatically for you so you don't have to even worry about posting anything. Yep. Uh, we can take care of that for you. Remindermedia.com slash stay paid follow up. If you like this episode and want to show you uh, support the show, two ways we ask you to do that. First, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review. And the best way to support the show is to share this with someone that you know. Speaking of Facebook and marketing, why did the marketing band only have backup vocals? Why did the marketing band only have backup vocals? They're having trouble getting qualified leads. Mm, that I was so good. hoping you would have that one right. That yeah, was so good. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com and you can follow us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. You guys should do Facebook ads. You should um, just test it out. You don't have to spend a ton of money. You can literally start with 5 to $10 a day. So skip the Starbucks coffee. Invest it in your business. Try Facebook ads. You don't need us to do it. You can do it yourself. But if you want us to take it over for you and use our knowledge base to do it, we're more than happy to do that for you. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 